passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, this is Jesse the Nobody Ventura, and I'm the biggest <laughs> fucking pussy in the wrestling business. Whoa. Because I'm a coward. And I don't Everybody knows shit. in the dressing room that all I did was talk shit about being in the Navy SEALs, but I'm really a fucking coward. And I only went to Japan one time, and I couldn't take it because it was too rough on me. But, you know, I, I smoked a lot of pot in the governor's mansion, and then the next thing I knew, I was booted out of my ear. And uh, I'm Jesse the Nobody Ventura, and even I was scared of Greg Gagne. What's up? I heard, you're, I heard you're Jesse the no-show Ventura, and I also heard back in the day, Jesse, you can confirm or deny that you and your wife used to go to Plato's Resort all the time. Yeah, I used to brag about going to Plato's Retreat, and I had a little half mini vest that used to, my belly button used to hang on. I had some beads hanging on it. I acted like, like I was in a hippie, and I bragged about eating quiz aludes all the time, you know. And really? Then one time I went to San Francisco and made the Salt Lake City San Fran Cow Palace Loop, but I really didn't make it because I ended up down in Haight Ashbury and my hair spiked up like Bose of the Clown on steroids, and I pissed in my pants. And when I showed up, they wouldn't let me wrestle because I couldn't lace my boots up. I was so fucked up on the 714s, you know. And I also heard, Jesse, that in actuality, man, you never were, were that good of a worker, and in the back, the boys, I mean, you weren't a draw or a moneymaker or not, nothing. No, Adrian Adonis, the East West Connection. Adrian Adonis, he carried me for about eight years of my career, and Adrian hated me too because when we get a big pile of the white stuff, I wouldn't want to pay for it, but I'd with it all up, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was really, really tough, you know, back in the day, trying to act like a tough guy when everybody in the dressing room really knew I was a big pez. Uh, and at the end of the day, man, you really never made that good of a fucking payday in the business, did you? Oh, I was never a main eventer, but I bullshitted everybody because I was such a good <laughs> storyteller. I even got elected to the governor of Minnesota. I was such a big, good bullshitter because I knew just a little bit about a lot of things. And at the end of the day, that was the only way I survived in the wrestling business because I wore a bunch of flamboyant stuff I copied and stole from superstar Billy Graham, and, and the, the only thing that kept me alive was I had a little flamboyancy. I could talk, but I really couldn't work, so, you know, I scared my own shadow, so everybody just kind of powder puffed me through the whole business, but at the end of the day, I was uh, scared to even tell my wife I wasn't a main eventer. Well, yeah, I, I actually heard, too, you're such a fucking turncoat asshole, Jesse, that that uh, when Hogan got his little scrape up there in Minneapolis, you actually motherfu- motherfucked Terry on the backside. Oh, that was, that was definitely my claim to fame, because I've always been jealous of Hogan, you know what I'm saying? And so when he got in that little brush with the law out there, yeah. and, uh, you know, all that uh, extortion-type crap came out and that sexual innuendo that really wasn't you know, the real deal, you right. know what I'm saying? I jumped on the air every single day and did the Hogan bashing. That's what kept me alive for so long on public radio up there because that's the only way I knew how to keep myself in the spotlight was to bash Hogan every day and hang on to his coattails. So Hogan gets a little scrape of the law up there, and the bottom line is you find your opportunity to cut your angle on public radio to keep your keep your flame going all while at Hogan's expense. Kind of like you know, much like your career. Never a main eventer, just always riding off Adonis, people doing jobs for you. Well, you know something, that's true, but you know the way I feel about it now, I've blown my own egos up so much, I might be dumb enough to come down there to Tampa, Florida and get in the Bubba Gone and take that old crippled up, broken down hip replacement and replacing Hogan on because 
Hogan's scared of his own shadow. And, you know, I'm, I'm calling him out, Bubba. Maybe you could set that up, you know, because I know Hogan's been running from me from all those years, but I would sure love to kick his ass in his home hometown because, you know, I'm a tough Navy SEAL. I'm Jesse the Body Ventura. You think you could hook that up, Bubba? Now, have you ever actually worked with Terry in the ring before, uh, Jesse? Oh, yeah. I actually got a chance to work in a handicap match with him where it was me and Adrian Adonis against Hogan when he was the man in Minnesota. And then I had a couple one-on-one wins in the WWF, but Vince knew that the matches sucked because Hogan needed somebody really good to work with because he wasn't that great a worker himself, and I was worse than Hogan. So at the end of the day, I did work with Hogan one time, and you know I used to delay and take my time worse than Hogan did, and we were doing the test of strength one time. And he kicked me in the jaw, and he dislocated my jaw, and I whined, and I bitched, and I complained about that. I rode that shit out for a year or so. I would never have to get in the ring with Hogan again. Any uh, animosity about how hot Terry was back in the Vern Gagne territory? And, you know, you never really got a good push up there. And I think that's where a lot of your animosity comes from, Bob. Well, everybody in the business said I was jealous of Hogan, and that's what all the boys said because I talked so much smack behind his back. But the truth was... I just really wasn't jealous of Hogan. I just was trying to bait him and get him in the ring. But now that he's an old man, I really think I could kick his ass. So maybe Bubba, you know, since I've talked so much shit about Hogan all these years, maybe I ought to step up and be a man and do something about it. Maybe you could set that up, Bubba, one-on-one confrontation, sign a waiver. You know, so no matter how bad I kill Hogan, you know, he won't be able to sue me for it. Well, actually, Jesse, I could probably, I'm pretty good friends with Hogan. I could probably get that arranged. But uh, from what I can gather, you always are always ducking and shaking and moving and never really ever uh, will. Terry has actually tried to confront you and ask you several times about some of the things that you've said over the years. But you just never seem to be available. You go on Howard Stern show, say all this bullshit, and then Terry comes in the next day and refutes what you have to say. But you're never, ever quite available uh, for comment when you know Hogan could be laying in the bushes. Well, you know, I think the pendulum's swinging back the other way, and I think, you know, we're both in, in the senior citizen category, so even if he did hit me with a sucker punch, I probably wouldn't turn into dust quite as quickly as he would. So I think now would be the time to attack because I think he's probably complacent. He's got a bunch of problems, and at the end of the day, you know, maybe uh, Hogan might be dumb enough to step up and get his ass whooped in his own town. So I'm really counting on uh, maybe coming on your show someday, Bubba, live and in person and uh, seeing how I've done such a great job on the radio here and calling in on time and being punctual and being a great guest and keeping my word, you know I'll come down there and kick Hogan's ass for you. Wow, Jesse, the body venture. And the ongoing rib now, you know, uh, Jesse, I know a lot about the business. I know a lot of good friends, but the ongoing rib was you were the biggest pussy that supposedly was a tough guy, and you and you rode this Navy SEAL deal out for the longest time, but the ongoing rib was like Arn Anderson was always real tough guy, and and, uh, and 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 there was always like Rick Rude. I know you're familiar. He was a tough guy. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts was was just, you know, shoot style. Those guys are men's men, but like you were the biggest, and, and don't get mad at me, Jesse. Jesse, but you were the biggest fucking jabron powder puff going. Uh, and, and that's uh, what do you got to say about as far as you having that, that reputation in the boys? Well, that was back in the day, and I really didn't want to have a confrontation. But the truth was, everybody knew I was such a kid that that was really the only thing that kept me going is like reverse psychology. I did the tough guy thing, you know, and talked all that smack and all that shit and kept the boys entertained. So everybody knew they shouldn't beat me up. But the word on the street was, don't fuck with Jesse, you know, because he's a solid, solid mid-card guy and he's entertaining. So, you know, just don't beat his ass up. But I don't know how I scaved by. I don't know how I survived, but it worked. And here I am. Any rumors, uh, and again, uh, Jesse, any rumors that uh, Rick Martell and you and Pat Patterson were, uh, you know, kind of buddies? 
oh, well, I don't want to go down that road, you okay. know what I'm saying, because right. uh, my, 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 my kids and my wife might be listening, but I don't want to go down the Pat Patterson Highway. Right, right. But so that, that you're not going to confirm or deny any of that? Kind of, kind of no, I can't confirm. I can deny. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a very enlightening interview, uh, yeah, you Jesse. Know, I think the fake Jesse would be better than the real fucking Jesse, to be honest with you. Oh, he's a fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Manscaped offers the best in precision engineered tools for men's below the waist grooming. They just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Bubba at Manscaped.com. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredible comfortable grooming experience. The Lawnmower 4.0 features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It has a multifunction on-off switch with a travel lock as well. Use the 4000K LED spotlight when you need a more precision shave. It gets dark down there sometimes. Customize your trim for additional guard length sizes 1 through 4. Enhance your confidence with Manscaped's new Lawnmower 4.0 and get 20% off your order and free shipping with the code Bubba at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com with promo code Bubba at checkout. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. The world might know him as the Immortal Hulk Hogan. The Immortal Hulk Hogan. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But we lovingly refer to him as Hootie. Happy birthday to you, Hootie. Now, is that a, uh, listen, you were, uh, you know, in the locker room for, is that a, is that a <laughs> shoot about Virgil sucking himself off? Uh, I don't know about Virgil, but Lanny Poffo, yeah. Yeah, uh, Macho's brother, Lanny Poffo, he could suck himself off? Oh, yeah, Lanny's ambidextrous. The only bad thing about Lanny is he really, he really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, Virgil was just doing it as a demonstration. Lanny probably really liked it. From a demonstration. Oh, Lanny has several situations where he's exercised the uh, oral option on himself. Now, let me ask you a question. We, the, the, ongoing rim, uh, the ongoing argument we have here is if you can suck your own dick, is that a gay move? Just your own. A gay move? I mean, does it make you gay if you suck? I think it's a self-sufficient move. Right, exactly. Be like saying if you jerk your own cock. That's a creative answer. If you jerk, if you jerk yourself off, that ain't gay. But if you jerk another man off, that's gay. So I think the same thing with a cock. If you suck your own dick, that's not gay. If you suck another man's dick, you're gay. Well, I don't know, but I mean, you know, anybody can, you know, get, get their own hookup in the house behind the privacy of their own doors. I don't want to know about it, but it'll keep them from going out and spending money. That's true. Look, look what, look what pussy has gotten you, my friend. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah look what, yeah, look what bad piss has gotten me. Look what bad, <laughs> look, look, look what bad fucking uh, onion, nineteen eighty three, doing nails on 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 Holly, in Hollywood. Got you. Look what that shit got it was you. A bad deal all the way around. Did not. What did Andre tell you that night? Be honest. He said, no, before that, when he met her in Denver, when he met Lynn in Denver, the first night she ever fought a wrestling match, he goes, boss, they're all the same. I said, what do you mean? What are you talking about? They're all the same. He goes, stand them on their head, grab them by the ankles, open them up. They're all the same. I did not understand what he meant until now. Meaning they're all... They're all kids. They're all the same. Some are good, some are better, but they're all kids. At the end of the day, 
When it comes down to sitting across the table with a couple lawyers, all the says ain't. Let me ask you a question, man. How hard, if you wouldn't have got married, man, how hard were you running on the horse back in the day, prior to marriage? Well, the whole thing was right before, you know, getting married, Stallone had just divorced his first wife, Sasha, right? Right. And I did that Rocky Three movie, and I'm out there, you know, in the ring doing my thing, and there's this good-looking blonde on the apron taking still pictures. I said, hey, Sly, who's that girl? He's like, my ex-wife. I said, why is she still hanging out? First off, I was going to hit on her, but I didn't know it was his ex-wife. He wouldn't have cared anyway. But, you know, we, we kind of became friends right away. We started running. That brother had some serious leftovers. You know what I'm saying? He got all kinds of pussy. Plus, he was, I mean, he, I mean, the, the Rocky franchise, he was on Rocky Three at that point. He, I think, I don't know if he did. No, but ran. then we ran hard for a while after that, you know. Because, didn't, you get, uh, di- didn't you get heat one time because, like, a day before you're supposed to go on a date with Linda, you're out doing a, a the, remember the magazine We, Brent? Oh, yeah. Hogan did, like, a. Oh, Yeah, he did, a, like, a, a, like a, a photo shoot with some whores on a. Well, and, I got caught into that deal. We went over to Ozzy Osbourne's rental house, right? <laughs> right. And Stallone goes, hey, I'm going to call some girls to come over, so. You know, I said, yeah, I'll call him over. So, you know, there he had buddies around with cameras and stuff. And so anyway, these girls all took their tops off. I was single, you know, 24, 25 years old. And so all of a sudden he had them climbing all over me with the tops off. Nobody had the bottoms off. But he had them climbing all over me. And all of a sudden people were taking pictures, laughing, carrying on. Next thing I knew, they had they were in Wee Magazine. Oh, man. <laughs> Did you get a payday for the day? Did you get a payday for it? Hell no, I didn't get a payday. <laughs> and hey. you, do you remember, you remember uh, your first one? Like, how'd you lose your virginity? Like, how old were you? Oh, God, he used to sneak out of... He, he was fucking like when he was 12. No, I wasn't. See, I want to hear, I wanna hear the, the Hogan losing his virginity story. Hogan, Hogan used to sneak out of class at, Ro- at Robinson High School, and there was this girl that lived real close to Robinson, and, they would, and, and all the boys would go fuck her at lunch. True or no, false? That was, that was in high school. I wasn't 12 years old. Uh, wait, uh, but in high school. But was that your first time Was, <laughs> well, was yeah. uh, with that chick? What was the very first? No, my, when, I was, when I first got my car and I was 16, I had a girl that uh, she had a couple older, mean-ass older brothers. Right. And uh, at the end of the day, I, ca- I carried a big old roll of paper tiz out under my front seat. Right. You know, and she would get a little, you know, do the hand jive, and I'd catch, catch you know. Catch a nut? Catch, Gets coins in the paper towel. You know what I'm saying? Why are we talking about this? <laughs> because this is good shit. This, oh man, this is good hey. shit. Now, 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 that was was that the first girl that you ever got? I mean, that was the very first one. That was my first kiss. Man, I got some pictures of Hogan. Man, I should bring in and put on the website. Man, this one—I don't know how old he was. He might have been like eighteen or nineteen. He was all hippied out <laughs> with some hot, like some hot hippie bitches hanging out by an RV. Who <laughs> me? Yeah, I got some good pictures. Hey, you take it easy with those pictures, dog. <laughs> now, now, can you t- believe? Can you believe I, it's my birthday today, and I'm going to talk to a bunch of lawyers right 55 now? Fifty-five years old, my friend. Running hard. I've known you since you were forty-three years old. You're boy, boy, man. I love. I love you. I try. You're I'm going. A- you're going to get lawyered up as we speak. You're meeting. You're, you got big time meetings with Regina tonight. Yeah, I'm getting hooked up with Regina because uh, she's doing Windows Depot tomorrow. I know. I know. <laughs> you know yeah, but the thing is, it's only a temporary hearing. So you know when I. Did my depot last week? They were hit. They were hitting me with all the drugs and all this ridiculous crap, all these lies and stuff. Right. Which if I did it. I did it back in the day. But you know, they're talking all kind of smizak. You know. What's but, Linda? What's Linda going to do when she gets hit with the truth? Yeah, I went to, went to Linda. Well, we hope if she's smart enough, she'll. If she's smart, I caught before them. But right now, we're just about temporary hearing, and she's wanting all kind of crazy money just to run hard in this town. I heard you can tell me you can you you can deny. I I heard that she wanted. A buck forty-four a month just to run fucking hard in this town. Right about a buck fifty a month. A buck fifty a month 
For what, Terry? What? To, uh, hey, I got I got a call this afternoon. Somebody saw her riding. She's got like a beach cruiser bike. Somebody saw her riding with a tea back on on a beach cruiser. She said her ass swallowed up the whole seat, and she had an open <laughs> container of beer as she's riding the bike around Clearwater. She's looking for the hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. What do you do with a hundred and fifty? Hey, that's like that's like two million bucks. I don't know, but I wish I had one hundred fifty grand a month right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. If you had one hundred fifty grand a month, why are you any worry about shit, kid? Dude, I'd be good, dog. I'm starting over anyway. Hey, you need? I need some help, man. I need to sell some energy granules so I can get some spending money. HulkHogan.com. You need to put me over like Howard did. Hold on, Ener- <laughs> Ener- Howard, Howard put me over, and I got all kind of hits on my website. Energy granules. Tell me about the energy <laughs> granules. I'd like to hear it, Hogan. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk Hogan Energy. That's the best spokesperson in the world. Brent, tell me about the new Brent Halley Energy Granules. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about them. <laughs> we thank yeah, you, Hulk. Know, they taste like pixie sticks. They're like they taste like a powder like pixie sticks. All right, so they're, Hulk, supposed is, wire, they're supposed to wire you up. So is HulkHogan.com officially open for business? Is that what you're trying to yes, say? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, and we need to link it up to Bubba Clem website so we can sell uh, I'm Free t-shirts. Break the chains that Biz on me. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you started doing red and yellow shirts? I get a ton of people asking no, for those. No, we need to do them. And you need to, you need to make some shirts for me so I can make some money. I'm broke. How fucking broke to- are you? Don't lie. <clears throat> I'm broke. I'm Briz. You're broke well, as a fucking joke, aren't you? Oh, dude. I, you know what the thing is? But what's broke for you? Is, here's a here's straight-up thing. I had this month, you know, I didn't think I had as much money as I did. And I had seven digits in my bank, north, right north of a million dollars. Right. When I paid all my legal, I haven't got my bills for this month yet. Right. When I paid all my legal bills, I don't have any money. Now. I'm in debt. None. Oh zero. God. None. Zero. Nangoon. You're kidding. So, Terry, you had more than, for one month, you had more than one. No, no, no. It was a couple months <clears throat> I've been putting stuff off. But still, you had more than a million dollars just in legal. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Just in legal. I, I had some estimated taxes come up, you know, because I'm paying all the bills, dog. Oh, oh my God! What a I'm paying all the bills, so what? don't even ask me about lending me money because if you lend me money, it's already spent. Best thing you do is just give me food and handouts. What a nightmare! Food, handouts, handouts, and gimmicks. Food, handouts, and gimmicks. I'll be I just put a smile on my face. That's all I'm asking for. A guy for. that's dead ass broke. You said you're in a pretty damn good mood, my friend. I'd be headed to the Sunshine Skyway. No, I ain't going to Skyway. I'm driving the yellow bird across the bridge. It's got a few Miz or yeah, Liz. Let, I send him a wink. But, <laughs> but let me tell you something right now, though. The thing about it is, Hogan, once you cut all this this fucking all these hyenas and this dead and this deadwood, I mean, and you could start making some money. I mean, you know, it doesn't take much for you to live. Oh, you know what was really cool? I got some of my people that were in Westlake, and they went in all the storage, and they were posing as people wanting to buy furniture. They took pictures of all my furniture, all my Miami furniture. They've got cell, what do you call it, cellophane wrap. I saw all these pictures two days ago of all my Miami furniture and Gail Clare's warehouse, all the Miami stuff, all wrapped in that cellophane clear paper, you know? Right. And all my other furniture and stuff. And Brent's I actually heard got them, I heard they're shuffling and scrambling out there in Westlake, what I heard. Well, Brent's actually got a couple people on it. And uh, in fact, somebody, Brent's been actually befriended uh, and, and gotten pretty good touch with a guy that works for the Building and Planning Commission of this particular county that's listening to the show. Let and- me ask you this question. What happens when you build a big, you know, here's the thing. You know, when Linda brought my kids into this, this is a, they're the most two important family members you know, I could have. So now nobody's off limits, so she's just playing that game. You know what I'm saying? And so since, you know, Gail's got Gail's got to be audited. We've done business with her, all that. What about you know? Oh, and I saw some other paperwork. She she paid like fifteen grand taxes on her Somos property. That's it. 
Oh, I don't know. It's you know fifty something acres. I don't know what the hell it is. Fifteen thousand dollars, Brent, on fifty acres in Somers County. I don't know. You'd have to look it up. I saw <laughs> the readout came yeah. in the other day. Arnold needs to get more of his vig. Yeah, I'm telling you. You <laughs> know, I don't know what, why you're. What, not, what, I don't. Let me ask you, no, listen to me. What happens when you build a big building? It passes inspection. The inspectors leave, then you go back in and you like put a second floor and bathrooms and plumbing. What happens? Do they have to go in and reinspect it, or do you get in trouble? I think I think there's a couple things that can happen. One, they they can, in worst case scenario, make you tear it down. Yep. But more likely, they'll just find the ever living shit out of you. Yeah, the building inspector would rather find. What about the sh- paying taxes? Do you pay taxes on what was inspected or what you really built? If they could prove us how long it's been built, then you'd pay back taxes. On how long they can prove it's been there, and then and then taxes there forward, and then the interest, then the interest and penalties on the back. Taxes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, anyway, you cut it. Joe, Cla- Joe, and Gail Claridge in Somas, California, probably are looking at you know not quite the happiest times. Well, no, but what what's got me hot is I heard they're all scrambling and they're kabookied out about you know all this stuff going down here, so they're scrambling and something something flies in the ointment out there. Something's going down. It ain't going to be cool. Spice, is it gaelclarage.com? That's exactly what it is, I thought, right? Gaelclarage.com. Email her and just say, hey, I'm part of the Bubba Army, and we're on We're on it. We're on it. We're getting rid of, we're getting hold of the uh, building commissioner. I mean, just kabuki the bitch right on out. Kabuki. <laughs> oh, it's crazy, man, Gina. I can't really, I can't really talk about it. But Gina did some wonderful shit for me. For me, I've had somebody poking their head out, causing me some problems. I had an emergency hearing scheduled for tomorrow at three thirty. Yeah, that's a pretty good looking lawyer, ain't it? Yeah, Hogan's kind of got the hots for Gina a little bit. <laughs> hey, 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 easy, dog. Take it easy, brother. <laughs> You're the one who needs to take it easy, brother. You take. Oh, it you easy. cannot have a romantic interest with legal representation. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> Look at Hogan, like, like he know he knows the actual bylaws. Listen, that. <laughs> that's 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 right in the in the. In hey, the, oh, the you know what? I meant to ask you, okay? What? And I want you not to be a pussy, and I want you to tell me if you really do know something about this, okay? We what? had a guy on about maybe six, maybe five, six months ago, and he oh. wrote and he wrote this book about uh, about Vince McMahon, and he wrote the, about the um, the Chris Benoit deal. What was the guy's name? I forget what the guy's God, name was. Uh... Anyway, he alluded to the fact he alluded to the fact that the reason why Macho Man got fired from Vince, and the reason why there's so much heat, and you is, never see Macho Man ever, and that you never saw Macho Man from that point, from the point that he's talking about forward, is because he now this claim, this guy claims, and I have tape of it, so I can I can back it up that that Vince may have caught Macho Man uh, messing around with uh, Stephanie. No. No way. Spice, is that what he said? That's yeah, his no name is Michael Randazzo. He wrote a book called uh called uh, Ring of Hell. It's called Ring of Hell. His name is Michael Ain't Ran- No way in hell, bro. So you said no like way. in a limousine or something like that that uh Vince so walked you, you in. Never, on. You never heard of it. I can't even imagine that. That no. no. Alright, so you're gonna go okay, well then you know, we wanted to talk to somebody who might know. So you're no, saying uh, you know what, if that went down, I know nothing about it. Okay. I don't I don't I find that hard to believe. Nothing like that went down that you know. A macho man was scared of his own shadow. He wouldn't. He wouldn't dare do something like that. And did it, And wasn't Macho Man just scared shitless of Andre because Andre hated him? No baby oil. He say what? No baby oil. What do you mean no baby oil? No baby oil. Macho <laughs> put baby oil on Andre beat the shit out of him. <laughs> so uh, so when, when when Macho was putting baby- Andre didn't like to take a shower after the matches. Last thing uh, he wanted was Randy stinky ass baby oil all so, over. So so what so what would what would Andre imitate? What would he say? No baby oil. <laughs> and when he said that in the locker room, you better well pay attention, right? Oh, man, I used to shake in my boots. No. Remember when he say, Terry, you drink with me tonight. You drink. Yeah, I said, Andre, what are you going to do for a finish? You go, don't worry. You get pissed off, boy. <laughs> so if you try to talk about the finish, he just get he didn't want to talk about it. I say, don't worry. 
Now, how I knew he's going to whip my ass anyway. I just wanted to know how. Now, now, who would be out there calling it? Would he, would he call it or would you he call would. it? Hell yeah, I wouldn't say nothing. I was scared. So when you're like, okay, if you guys lock up, what would he say? You know, what you know, watch the boo. He what? usually just chopped me a beat on me. He just told me in the ropes not say anything, just hit me in the mouth or something. <laughs> <laughs> then what if you said, "Hey, okay, now what? You know, what if you wanted to, you know, get a, get a little bit of heat on him? How would you call it?" Oh, he'd just say, "Stop me, stop me." And if I kicked him too hard, he'd go, "Take it easy." That's <laughs> <laughs> so all good, man. Remember the first time you wrestled Angle, Kurt Angle, and you had to say, "Slow the fuck." Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Now, do you do you think, Terry? Do you think of all the guys that you've wrestled and known over the years that have passed on? Do do you miss Andre the most? Yeah, man, he was my boy. He uh, he was he had a good heart, bro. He he taught me a lot. He taught me respect. Nobody. Uh, well, he taught you the business, man. He taught you about right. how he knew he knew that you you know you know when dogs and different things like that go to the obedience class or certain ways to break people. And he knew what I needed. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't talk to me. You had to beat the shit out of me to get me to listen. Now, who else? Who else that is that you, that you guys have lost in the industry that you that you took it the most hard? Andre, obviously. But is there any a couple others that you can give us that really really fucked you up? Kurt Henning was a tough one because Kurt was my boy, you know. Because we we used to run real hard, and I felt real bad when uh, you know Kurt passed away because Kurt was actually uh, trying to stay away from all the boys to straighten up, you know. And uh, he just got he just got some uh, bad uh, packages delivered to him. He just you know got had a runaway train there, you know. So he was that happened that happened here in Florida too. Yeah, he was working an independent show, and he actually asked to be. Stay in a hotel away from all the boys so that he wouldn't get into the mix of, you know, partying a couple of days he's here. And, you know, somebody made a run out there, and next thing you know, game over. Hey, man, that's Nick Call, man. How right. you go? Bye. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. I, could, uh, I could talk about wrestling all day. <laughs> it's Bubba the Lobster Fun Show. Back in a minute. Stand by. Second. More of the Bubba Radio Network after this.